Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, psychological health, physical health, emotional health and wellness in men, women and society. First, it started with MAN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Matthew Bartolo. I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Sure has. And I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, well. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm speaking from all the way back to Malta. Yeah. And I'm Matthew Bartolo, and I'm, I'm a sex and relationship therapist. Wow. Yeah, we've had you, we, we spoke before, and um, we had a, I mean, it was early, was it early this year? Was it before the... I think so. I'm sure it was before the... Um, yeah, it was before the, the thing... I think it was in March when it had just started. Just okay. started, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in... You're because in, I remember talking about it. Yeah, so you're in... Um, yeah, yeah, I just remember in the right now. It was just kind of... It was, yeah, it was right at the beginning. Um, so you're in Malta and sunny Malta. Um, not so hot. Yeah. Well, not so, well. It is hot, but not as hot as here. But it's still sunny. Malta. Well, de- depends on who's listening. Yeah, <laughs> there will be people who would say it's not hot, because even temperature is relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, for a British person, this is summer. Yeah. <laughs> for someone from Qatar, it is yeah. close to winter. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're starting to. I'm starting to feel a little bit of a when it comes to the evening time and maybe in the morning there's a little bit of chill but the sun's still out and it's still warm so I'd say we've got 33 here um, yeah um, so you're so what have you been doing all these um, you know how have you been? very good very good I'm uh, focusing more on myself I'm cutting down on work so I yeah. can invest more time in myself yeah. but at the same time I've been working on some good projects you know we're supporting the community when it comes to resilience because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So we've tra- I've trained um, business people. I've, I've just come back from a talk with school teachers because since then, when I talked to you in March, yeah. we had four people who died of COVID. Right. Okay. And it was about five people being found positive every day. Now we're over 150 people every day, right. which for those who are listening to us, it might sound like it's a small number, but considering that there are only 400,000 people in Malta, 201 days is quite a massive number. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's relation in relation to the size of of the, the population. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it's fascinating how COVID is affecting people. You know, yeah. there will be people who will say, "I don't care. You need to die one day, so it could be COVID. It could not be COVID." And then there are other people who lock themselves indoors and they're not meeting anyone. Yeah, and yeah. they're washing their shopping, they have a quarantine room to put their shopping there for a whole week or two weeks sometimes. Wow. Very interesting what COVID is doing. Yeah, and like you said, it's, it just goes to show when we talk about, um, you know, we, we spoke about before about mental health and and all the things that surround it, but then mental health, we are mental health and it's what it's the things that affect us. So, like you're just saying there, it's the what affects. Um, you, you have this one thing. It might be a disaster, some sort of disaster that comes in. And how people react to it, we are all human. So, one person's mind might go run. One might start say, "I'm going to stand there and, you know, take on the world, take on this tornado or whatever." You know, someone might else get in a car. Someone might, have to, and 
So it just goes to show that we're all different and, and our mental health can be affected in different ways. Um, and you, 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 like you just explained there, some people, you know, I'm not, and now I'm starting to hear the stories and know, I know the biggest fallout of this isn't going to be death. Um, because we have flu, we've had flu and pneumonia in the past. And even though more people die from that, we never ever say, we never make a big deal about people dying from flu or, or wars or whatever. Now, the biggest fallout of this is going to be mental people's mental health. You're telling me there that people are going indoors and, and locking themselves in. and So the biggest fallout of this, of this whole thing, is going to be people's mental health because people are losing their job. How are, you, how are things there? Since we start, last spoke, um, and it kind of was, like you said, it was the beginning of it, what, was, what actually happened at the beginning then? When you were at the beginning? At the beginning, people were very scared, so they were choosing to stay indoors. Yeah. People were choosing not to go out, and we were in semi-lockdown for about a month or two. Yeah. But then, obviously, um, the decision-makers need to take care of our health, but also about uh, the financial health, the economy. Yeah. People are losing jobs. Let's not forget that Walter's economy is mostly based on tourism yeah, yeah. and financial financial um, services. So I'm in a hotel right now, you know, it's one of the biggest hotels in Dozo. And it's only 23 of us, you know, residents. Right. And this is about 400 room hotel. Right. So you can imagine yeah, yeah. how this is affecting people's lives. We tend to talk about the numbers which are people being positive and people who are dying or peeling from from COVID. But we really also need to talk about mental health and financial health as well. So the decision makers are always, you know, trying to find the right balance between keeping restaurants, bars, hotels open, but at the same time protecting the vulnerable and people who can get affected by COVID. And um, continuing with what you were saying earlier, I I don't think that COVID is affecting, it's just just COVID that's affecting the government. I think that COVID is emphasizing issues that we have with mental health. Yeah, yeah. So so people who have this personal feeling, this, it won't happen to me, most of the time are the same people who would have casual sex without a condom. Yeah. People who would be yeah. have engaged in more risky behavior, yeah, yeah. and now they're saying, you know what, COVID is not going to happen to me. And then people who are already worried of losing their parents, you know, you already were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This emphasized that fear even more. So it, it interests me how people are reacting to COVID because, as you said, we're all different, and the way we perceive the world is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because and also like you say, you know, it's the growing up um, and all the, the genetics and all the, the family background and, and like you say, some people some people aren't afraid to to die, some people aren't afraid to go to battle, some people afraid, uh, just don't want it. Some people just don't want that. Um, so, we, we at the beginning the you know more in terms because we didn't, we haven't heard anything. I mean, I'm, I mean, I haven't been really listening to news anyway for those last. I just kind of last two three months I'm bothered. Um, Maybe when it first kicked in, I was kind of people sending me things and stuff like that. But because where, where I'm living, we don't get that kind of. New, I don't get the kind of. Yes, on BBC and stuff like that. What was, um, 
what, how was Malta affected? You know, like you say, things were locking down and and when you came out of that kind of first lockdown, what was what was it like? People felt that it's over, you know? Yeah. So people were going out, we won this, you know, it's only four. I remember only having four people in all of the country that were positive. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, it's over, you know? And then we started going out and like every other country, then it hit us again. And this time it's quite quite big, like like, other, like most other countries, you know? Whenever I hear the news about what's going on in different countries, I personally think that as humans we're a bit arrogant. We think that we're different from other species. Yeah. But really and truly, if we, if we look at any species, there's always a disease that controls the, the number of the species. Yeah. And it always attacks the most vulnerable. Yeah. It's sad saying it, but I think, I think it is true. I think that pandemics happen they happen to humans like they happen to any other species. But we, we, we feel that we are better than other species. So the way it affects us, obviously, we hear a lot of conspiracy theories. That another person created it, that governments are doing this. My personal opinion is that we're just another species. And this time there was a disease that's affecting us. Like two years ago, we had a disease in more that was affecting palm trees and other diseases was affecting rabbits, you know? Yeah. And this time it hit us. And obviously, because we have feelings, we're a, we're a social animal, we feel for the people around us. Yeah. But we need, I, I think it's a good reminder that we're not any different from other species, are we? Yeah. What's happened, what's happened now, around this time now? What's happened in Malta now? I mean, is it, is it, is it a lot, um, the, the lockdown is not as, severe as it was before and what, what's happened now? I would say this is the worst time since Covid started in Britain. Mm. So since back in March, this is the worst time. It's when um, we have massive numbers um, and you see how people are believing differently. So this morning I was talking to a group of teachers. There are people who are angry. They're angry at the government, they're angry at the Chinese people, they're angry at, you know, whatever because they're angry and that's where they're at at the moment. There are others who are still in denial. No, no, I'm still going up. This is not true. You know, they're just trying to make us wear masks, trying to control where we are. And then there are people who are coming to terms with it. It's true that I can't go out for a drink, but I'm spending more time with my family. Mm. I, I miss meeting my mom, but I'm spending more time with my husband, with my partner. Yeah. And then there are people who are quite sad about it, you know? are feeling very depressed because their coping mechanisms, their coping strategies were ripped away from them. Yeah. Traveling, for example. Yeah, yeah. I haven't traveled since March. For me, it's killing me. Mm. It's starting to affect me, literally affect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've tried, I've tried to go abroad twice and my flights keep getting cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm here. You know, I just said, you know what, go to a hotel in Gozo. At yeah. least I get on the ferry. Feels like I'm going somewhere yeah. different, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm getting, you know, to wake up in a hotel room. I miss that. Yeah, so yeah. I had to do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's what's been happening. Well, it's been happening a lot. People have been able to go here, um, leave, but then some people just says, you know, like for, you know, for us as as educators, we've had to 
some people went in the summer and I haven't seen my family since um, last year, August. So basically a year in this heat um, and it, you know, it's, it's affected, it had affected people. I mean, it did start to kind of make me <laughs> go a bit delirious, but I, I, you know, it's kind of stayed strong enough, you know, did things to kind of keep my, like, keep myself, you know, going. You know, I had, the only thing is in, in the middle of it, I had my God, my, uh, my grandfather died, a friend died of cancer in the middle of, it was in May, April. Um, and so that kind of affected things because I couldn't go to the funeral and stuff like that. So like you say, like I was saying as well, is that that could have, that, if that was somebody else, it may, may have, may, it may have sent them over the edge. It may have, made them secluded or but I just you know for me I just kind of use things to kind of help me cope whether it's you know I started the podcast again back up again after that and just concentrating on things I want to do for work and stuff like that um so your you you say this is the second second round of things what your mental health then for you um you obviously uh, do you you're obviously here did you find that anybody was really, really struggling to the point where they've, you know, what's been happening is people, you know, has anybody um, been, you know, committed suicide? Has anybody, what has been happening? What's the rate of things? I, I am seeing people who are having more acute mental health issues, you know, and even our mental hospital, it's getting much more referrals. Right. Most people are trying to end their lives. And it is, it's sad because there are different reasons for it. It's the fear, it's, it's financial situations. Yeah. And I think that some of us are coming more together and supporting each other. Yeah. There are, there are others who are secluding themselves and staying away from their support systems. And there are others who feel lost and overwhelmed. And, and it has to do a lot with resilience as well. Yeah. I, I think that people who have been through other stuff before, like deaths of people who are close to them, deal with that in a different way. Yeah. People have never missed anyone, lost anyone in their life, then they're going to look at the idea of someone close to them dying, like in a much more overwhelming way. Yeah. So what we're seeing even at the clinic is much more people looking for help. Okay, we had to double our workforce, imagine that. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who are looking for help. I don't think that it's just because of COVID. I think it's also because, as I was saying earlier, people were stripped off their coping mechanisms. Yeah, yeah. So people who deal with their anxiety by going out and partying can't do that. So they have to stay at home with their own demons. Yeah. And that's obviously affecting them. And it's, it's making them come to terms, or not come to, come to terms, but experience their insecurities, their fears. Yeah. But as a country, I mean, most other clinics in Malta, when I talk to other um, clinics and other professionals, the services are overwhelmed. Not just the medical services, the frontliners in hospitals and SWOC centers, but even the frontliners who are mental health professionals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, how about where where you're from? Uh, what is it like for the lads? Here at the moment, people, uh, 
you know, no, I mean, you only you, you wear mask if you, you like, you, you can wear mask, you've got to wear mask into the mall, um, but when you go in there, people take them off, you know, people are in cafes and some people are walking around with them and, and they've got, you know, they're in the cafes and stuff, but in general, the countries keep, just kept going. Um, they've just kind of made it different tier system, but then now, you know, the people are going to the beach, people are at the beach all the time, um, like I say, and the kids have started about the, not just, a, not some schools are closed and they've gone online. Um, and a lot of the children I'm hearing are going, they started up the sports clubs and things like that. And I think these things are very important because like you say, coping strategies, even for children. Um, yes, they might not, see it the same way as we see it because we tend to analyze it more or go in as adults and make it look at the financial implications of it or let's like say the mental health whereas children will go say the say these words and then they might laugh or they might um they might say it off the and not really thinking what it means to to think so yeah um it's kind of been relatively normal because they have to they build in the country for the world cup so they have to be seen to be keep it keep it going um and it's it's it seems to be right so i don't know what's happening i don't see the figures so far um but at the moment it doesn't seem like anything um seems quite normal in a sense um in res- mm. a lot of respects um so you're still holding your groups right so you're still playing football with your groups um yeah well i well because well, i teach i teach because uh, online I do online with the kids and the kids, you know, they, they say they don't, they enjoy it because it's it's almost like a one-to-one thing, but they're all in a group. Um, but in that, I don't really have any, there's no, I'm sort of a football group or anything like that, but the football groups are happening around in the clubs and swimming, people are swimming in the clubs and stuff like that. So there's activity, everything's happening. The shops are open and everything's, it's just like it was before, which just that like sometimes you see somebody with a mask on or whatever. Um, but it seems to be quite normal. So I don't know what's going to happen when, because I think a lot of it is down to temperature drop and the season, because we have flu season and flu seasons around the world tend to be like, say UK, flu season stands from September, September, October till February. And then that's when six months. So I think when the temperature drops is when the things kick in. And if you notice a pattern where there's, there's a temperature drop in, that's when it seems to be happening where people are catching this, catching this. Um, so, you know, you've, how did you, how did you cope? How did you, what do things did you do to cope then? You know, you said you couldn't get where you, you've got away, but what sort of things, because y- y- you said things affected you. And so did you have to change some sort of, any sort of strategies, any things, you know, start knitting or, you know, I don't know anyway, crochet. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, but yeah, 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 I get what you say. I've started tennis and go daily now. Yeah. So every morning, I'm very strict with my morning routine, you know? Yeah. So I wake up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. Yeah. I, play, I spend some time with my dog. I spend some time with my partner. Yeah. Then I clear up my, my space. For me, that's very important. Yeah, yeah getting up my space, getting ready for the day. Then I do an hour of personal coaching and um, tennis, or I meet a friend of mine and we have a, a game of tennis. 
And then I get ready for the day. I have some phone meetings with um, my colleagues and I start my day. I find that that is extremely important. Yeah. I know because when there are times, you know, you go out, you have a drink, so you stay longer in bed, it affects my whole mood for the day. For me, waking up in the morning before the sunrise, you know, getting my stuff done, my stuff in order, to prepare myself mentally for the day, it's like, you know, I know it's a cliche, but it's a new day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the way I look at it, it's like, and then in the evening, I watch some stupid series, you know? Yeah. I don't want to watch anything deep, I want to watch um, some stupid series. Because I find that in my sessions with my clients, I'm feeling them they're heavier, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're heavier, even because I, I'm still trying to find new coping strategies for myself. Yeah. This was one of them, being here. And until now, it's working. So me getting away is working. Yeah. Me waking up in the morning is working as well. I stand still daydreaming of being abroad. <laughs> so that for me is confirming the idea that it's true, huh? I need to go abroad. I, I'm used to going abroad on holiday at least once every two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that to zero, it's quite a big number. Yeah. I have um, friends over sometimes. We have Zoom meetings with friends. You know, we have a glass of wine and we talk. And there are a few people who might you know, are my bubble, people who I know where they've been and we take care of each other. We meet regularly, you know? Yeah. Like Sunday, last Sunday, we organized a breakfast picnic. So we got the dogs, the families, and we went for a walk and then stopped in the middle of the field and yeah, yeah. had a picnic. So socializing outdoors, and we're very lucky because this is the perfect weather to do that. Because it's not too hot, not yeah, too yeah. cold. Not, not rain season yet. So I think that that's what, what's happening. And reading. Reading for me is very important. Yeah. So, the moment I'm doing a course in sex addiction. Yeah, yeah. Compulsive sexual behavior. So I, I've immersed myself in that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Reading, learning. Yeah, so you've, 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 you've kind of come up with a, quite a few things there. Different strategies. Reading, um, yeah. exercise. You've, you've put so many things in because you've recognised because um, you've recognised what you need and there might be, might be other things there might be other things but right now you recognise what you need and it seems like those things are, are similar to what we need as humans we need we all need exercise we all need something to the time to pass where there's um, we, we, like you say you watch silly things or you know a comedy show or it might be an old comedy or it might be a you know a film or something to kind of light yes because also as well when you're when you're a person who's a practitioner who works with people works with other humans quite often that energy with we 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 tend to look at we're helping them and if we're not helping ourselves that energy some that that if you can imagine that energy from them gets stuck to, gets stuck to you and yeah, I, it's true and I find that it's true because when I find that I, I because I, I analyse things and I look quite deeply and I and I kind of look at things of words and energy and imagine energy bouncing all over the words and bouncing all over the world there's loads of words going out like we're speaking now there's loads of words all over and some of those words yeah. will clash 
and that's the reason why you have arguments on and and so when you have you know if i'm working with children and, and they're all mr mr it's like it's like a sponge huh? it's yes. like a sponge and you're there containing and taking in all these different emotions yes the anger the sadness the bereavement yes. the happiness the yes. good news the dark secrets you know yeah and you're taking them all in one after the other yeah. Yeah. So, so then we need to find rituals of cleansing ourselves. Yeah, to get it out. Yeah. And even, yeah, and even understanding which of those emotions are ours and which are the clients. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, I, I leave the clinic and I'm angry, and I'm like, why am I angry? Yeah. Ah, the last client was angry. Like, you know? yeah. So, uh, yes, I, I believe that our mental health is extremely I work with people all the time. Just this morning, I was working with another client, and she's talking about having an autoimmune disease, and how all these years she's in a relationship with someone who is not treating her well, and she's saying how much she needs to take care of herself. Yeah. And I was telling her, you know, your body is showing you this. If you don't take care of yourself, your body will make you stop. Yeah. Take care. Of That's how it is. Yeah. And the more I work with different people, I realize this. It's the same thing with sex. You know, sometimes I get men who say, I can't, I can't get an action with this one. Yeah. And they want to pop pills, they want to do other things so that they get this erection. But I tend to tell them, stop and listen to your penis. Why isn't it getting right? What is it telling you? Yeah. How do you feel about this one, you know? And then it, some of them start reflecting. They're like, it's not meant to be, you know? This person is not the right person for me. So our body takes care of us. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. And it, and Unless we take care of ourselves, our body will make us stop yeah, and take care of us. Exactly. And um, like you say, the body um, affects the mind. Because even like you say, you know, I've started to, you know, because I'm, I'm vegan and I set up a vegan Instagram and I, and I talk to people. And I say to them, a lot of them go on this thing of, oh, you, you have to, the, the counting calories and protein and, you know, all these things. And you think, look, the bottom line is our bodies, our bodies are, are, are our body, our skin, everything about it. If you, if you go to science, it will tell you that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vital tool. We, and it, and it, all the things are connected within our body. And... Our body will tell us if you're. It tells you when you're hungry. It's not your mind telling you you're hungry. It's your. It's your. It's your, it's your stomach. It's telling you when you're hungry, and the type of food that you might need at that time, and and if you're. And but also then your moods can be affected. So if your moods affected, so for instance if you're sad or whatever, you may not want to eat, or you might want to eat sweets. It's more comfort. Comfort food, and that's your body saying, "Oh, I need comfort because of my mood." How do I lighten my mood to change? No one doesn't say. No one doesn't say, don't eat the cakes. You could eat maybe two or three because you, but you might start to feel sick. And your body again is telling you, look, that's enough. Now I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to. But I'm, isn't it fascinating how? Yeah. Isn't it fascinating how our body regulates itself? Eh? Yeah. You you need salt. You crave something sweet. You need energy. You crave something yeah. sweet. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think the more we spend time with our body and get to know our body, I think it's to help us. Yeah. To help us, it guides us to what we need at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you just said then about even with a man not getting an erection, he then starts to he starts to he starts to start to think, oh, and it's not happening, it's not happening. And time and time again, it's not happening, it's not happening. And what happens is he feeds that into his body, rather than his body saying, you know what? And his body's fighting it. His body's fighting that emotion. His body's fighting emotion, and and it's saying, look, I'm I'm not look, I'm here, I'm here, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere because. Like you say, this person might not be for you, or you know, the, you know, my diet, or you know, my mood isn't right, or whatever it may be. So, like you say, it's 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 very, you know, it's very good work, the way our body works. Um, you you've can you tell the listeners what is your company? Because we you know we spoke about it before. What is your? Can anyone knew that are listening? What is your company? What's the name of it? And what is it that you? Do within your company and with with everyone. So, so one of my companies is called Willingness, and Willingness is an umbrella company for smaller services. So there's the Willingness team, which is a group of professionals who come together to create services and help people with mental health issues. Yeah. We just launched a um, sex clinic. Um, I think it was last year. Uh, we already had the people specializing in sex within willingness, yeah. but now we're growing so much that I feel that for the teams to still be able to work tightly together, we needed to separate the services into different clinics. Yeah. So we have a sex clinic where we have a gynecologist, urologist, um, GU specialist, sex therapist, family therapist, child counselor, child minders, and we come together to offer a holistic sexual health. I always tell the joke, I, we do sex toy consultations, consultation as well. Yeah. The joke I say, we offer anything related to sex apart from the sports. <laughs> anything else you'll find at yeah. the sex clinic. Yeah. Because I wanted to create this place where people come and they can have a one-stop shop. The problem with sexual health is that people feel that they have to repeat the same story to different professionals. Hmm. And it's really difficult to talk about sex. It's even more difficult to talk about sex when there is a problem. And it's even yet more difficult to talk about sex when there is a problem with different people. So you come to the sex clinic, you have a chat with one professional, and they guide you by consulting with the rest of the Now we're opening a family clinic which is, um, we have two sections of this family clinic. One which is about disability and young children, and the other one is about offering a service for blended families. And, and if you had to ask me, how is it different having service for blended families to other families, more traditional families? I tell you that there is no difference whatsoever. Yeah. Just the attitude of the practitioners working. You know, just yesterday I had this interview on a TV um, channel in Malta, and there was this non-binary person, and he was talking about how many psychologists he's been to, and they were telling him to pray or to take medication hmm. because he feels that he is not a boy, not a woman. He chooses to be referred to as he. You know, 
but he uh, does not find himself on either side of the binary spectrum, you know, yeah. neither a boy nor a girl. And whoever he went to talk to, he was told, no, no, you have something wrong with you, you need to uh, take medication or pray to God. And obviously that made him feel more and more reluctant to go and look for help. And that, this is what I'm talking about. I think that when we are setting up this blended family clinic, it's very important to understand that there isn't one kind of family. Yeah. There isn't one kind of man, one kind of woman. And the, the best present you can, the best gift you can give to someone is to help them be themselves by understanding better who they are. Yeah. And I hope, I, 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 I'd like to wish that this is my mission on earth, you know? This yeah. is what, what, what I do. This is my ikigai, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason for being. That I train professionals and I'm very blessed with a very good team. I have about 40 people who work together to make this possible. And we train and we challenge each other and we keep on training. I don't think that you can graduate as a psychotherapist, counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist and say that once you graduate from your master's, that's it. Yeah. You need to keep learning because the human race is changing. Yeah. Our needs are different. Yeah. You know, meeting someone now in therapy is so much different than it was a year ago because of COVID. Yeah. It's so much different from 10 years ago before Facebook, you know? So it's very important to keep learning and understanding how the human mind works. Right? So that, and nowadays I'm very lucky because my job is I see my my clients. I have three clinic days, which for me is very important because it is what I'm in love with, seeing people one to one or or couples. And then the two other days, it's more about business meetings and um, coaching, supervising, and setting up services and maintaining structures in the service. Yeah. So, so I think that there's a you know a, a very good mix. Very good mix. And now we, we have another project coming up, which I'm very happy about. And I think Parishes was inspired by you as well. We're calling it Man Up Malta. Yeah. And we chose the word Man Up on purpose because we, we are redefining the word Man Up. Man Up meaning become a better man. And yeah. by being a better man, I mean that all men and women, but obviously this is a male-only space, yeah. because I feel that there are a lot of women-only spaces, but we lack healthy men-only spaces, yeah. you know? And the idea, the idea was born from the concept that all men have this fire burning inside of them. Yeah. I'm sure you can yeah. you know, see this in your lens as well. Yeah. This fire, some of us are very lucky to get mentors and they teach us what to do with this fire, you know? Before we used to go out and hunt and keep running until we find the deer to get bring back home, you know? Yeah. Nowadays, we're blessed and we're very unfortunate at the same time because we just call a bolt, you know, and get our food. Yeah, yeah. But there's this fire within most men. And there are those who are lucky and have a mentor and know what to do or, or a role model, role model yeah. but many other men are getting all these different ideas, different definitions, you know. 
you watch porn, you get one idea of what a man is. You watch your father, or you don't have a father, and you get another idea of what a man is. You speak to feminists, and they have another idea. You speak to more traditional women, they have a different idea, different definition of man. And I see on a daily basis men who are very much confused about who am I, who do I want to be. By no means am I saying that there is only one kind of man. What I'm saying is, let's help each other, come together, and without the extra pressure of trying to impress the female in the group, you know? Because me and, me are, me and you are talking like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a female comes in, our attitude will change immediately. Yeah. Not because of the female, but because of who we are, because of yeah. you know, the testosterone. The yeah, dynamics so, yeah, yeah. So we're creating this space where we come together and we support each other to direct that flame to the bigger good. Yeah. And by bigger good, I mean, could be opening a business, you know, uh, of services that are very much needed in the world. At the moment, for example, selling masks is a very important service. People are making loads of money of it, but they are still helping the community. Obviously, there are people who are overpricing their products because they are needed and there are others who are happy making money but keeping prices that are genuinely helping the community so it's not just about volunteering you know and doing missionary work it is also about creating businesses to support people around you and even support yourself I mean I see men who turn this flame inwards and end up having addictions doing cocaine, um, self-harm, sex, promiscuous, you know, sex, meaningless sex. So it is about inviting these men to come together, spend two days in the nature and camps. We're getting different kinds of men, talk to them, and then offering a space where they can reflect and really and truly start this journey to discover who they really are. When they're listening to their body, when they are alone with their body, where is this flame taking them? What are they passionate about? Now, I, I see people protesting. I hear about lads ganging up and doing harm. And I tell myself, you know, if only these lads use this energy yeah, to do something useful, yeah. can you imagine all the teens and all the lads and, and girls out there who have all the energy and sometimes time on their hands, imagine they go after one goal to help life. Well, an idea is what Greta Thunberg did today, when she took on Facebook and she was talking about plastic. Most people I know who are younger generation, they're so in line with that, you know. Even when we are organizing stuff parties, they don't want to see any plastic. And they took it on board and they're really, really working hard to save the planet, to protect nature and the environment. Yeah. So when the young people are given the right role models and the right message, I think that they can literally change the world. Yeah. And themselves, of course. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, it sounds like a, you know, like it sounds like a, a really great project because, um, like you say, those young people are going to end up becoming men. If they're young men, they're going to be becoming men. And they, you know, we do, you know, when you, you know, when you, when you were saying that, I said role models, um, because that's what we need. It's needed. 
um, and, and and dare I say, you know, I don't you know, role models. When I say role models, I mean now sometimes some people go positive role models, but a role model should be positive in a sense. It, it should give them a positive. We don't need to say positive role model because if that person, if the word role model says what it is, if you've got a role model and that person is um, in your life or whether it be an uncle or someone who's not a relative, a friend, someone who's who you don't even know that you can look up to, um, that is giving you, that you can, you're getting messages from what they say, um, from what they're doing. Um, if you can do that and and put that with inside you, like you say, in that fire, because quite often men, which is what we spoke about before and the, and the, the I'm glad you said that the you know it was kind of inspired by the, the podcast is and the, you know the meadow nuts is that when I said to you that we I found that as men as as humans we are we seem to be disconnected and it's like what you said earlier you, you've kind of said it as well you said the, the R word which is what this is this is the fifth podcast in a row fifth show in a row where somebody said the word resilience um, and it's obviously something that's coming and coming and coming that word resilience. I've had a firefighter on, I've had a police officer on, um, you know, and they're talking about resilience. And even times where they, they've, they've struggled, it, it's the resilience that they, that's something that comes out of them. And that's, a fi- that's part of fire. Um, that's part of fire. So sometimes what you're saying there is as well, is that sometimes that fire can be extinguished because we don't have, we don't, it could be poured, somebody could come along and pour water on it and it could be, it could be, um, you know, negative affirm- affirmations, negative feedback for things. And the more you do this with young people, or children, or whoever, or even adults, the more you you apply them with negative um, people, surroundings, messages, messages. You, the, the more, you, the more they're going to feel um, down, depressed. Um, and like you said, it could lead to a breakdown in mental health. And so it's, a, it's brilliant what you're doing. Um, what made, you know, you, you, what was, did you just sit there and think, oh, you know what? Or was it was it a range of people that were coming to you or you, you found certain men were coming to you and you thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set up, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna set this up. I see a lot of heterosexual couples. And they are on a daily basis, I see these women look at their husband, shout in their face and say, you're not understanding me. You are not listening to me. You're not communicating with me. And I take a step back and I look at this man and he's not verbally talking to her, but he is communicating and a very big message, you know? This person lost hope that she would ever understand him. So what does he do? He goes to the garage. He stays over time at work. He goes out with the lads and comes back when she's asleep. Yeah. Why? Because she does. He does. He's not feeling connected with her. And it's one man after another. And then looking at them, and I see man who who's violence over the part. And I look at them and I say, Where is this coming from? What's going on here? Sometimes it's a man who doesn't feel secure enough. So he wants to overpower his woman physically, verbally, emotionally, mm. sometimes even financially. Mm. But sometimes I look at men and say, this dude is misunderstood. 
know, and this frustration that he's feeling because he doesn't feel loved or he doesn't feel understood, he is exerting it in a very, very, very bad way. So if we create this space where we teach and we learn from each other, you know, how we can exert this flame, how we can exert this energy and find ways of communicating that is understandable with other people. Because when we talk about communication, it's not about the woman not hearing or listening to her husband. It's also about him not finding the right way of communicating with me. It's useless me doing this podcast in Maltese. You know, I'd be very right in what I'm saying. I, I, I would be making maybe a lot of sense in what I'm saying. I can blame you for not, you know, asking the right questions. But I'm choosing to speak a language that you don't understand. So I need to adapt and change my language. And this doesn't just happen in heterosexual couples or in in intimate relationships. It happens in different aspects. You get parents say this about their men or or their their boys, you know. So so I said, you know what, we need to do something about this. And then I was extremely lucky because there's this guy in Malta who's a rapper and he's quite a celebrity himself and he's doing these very good videos where he gets the most complex issues and in 10 minutes manages to explain them in words that everyone can understand. Yeah. You know, he talks from corruption to what ADHD is. It's amazing. And he came to me and he said, listen, I have this idea. So we were thinking about the same thing in parallel. Then we came together, you know, we talked about it and we created this thing which we're going to be launching for the Man Mental Health Day on the 16th. And it's amazing how all the people we contacted, all the men we contacted, are just offering their services for free. So we ask a videographer to help us. We ask someone to a designer to do a logo. We ask presenters on TV. And all men we're contacting are like, do this, we need to do this. I'm going to do this for free. This is so much needed, you know? I, I need this space. And I'm sure other people need it too. So I'm going to write an article for free. I'm going to give you a new site for free. And it caught on fire, you know? Because, and what it was was two men who have this idea, come together and use their skills yeah. for the common good, you know? And other men are already, you know, coming to us. We recorded a video as an advert for these camps. The kind, the, the people who are on this video, it's one of the most popular rappers. It's one of the biggest gym instructors and gym owners in Malta. It's one of the best film directors in Malta. They just came there for free and yeah, they yeah. want to be seen supporting this. And it's not about their status, it's about people in their um, line of work who are very successful but they still see that this is very much needed and that is giving us so much encouragement you know yeah, yeah. to keep on doing it yeah and also I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say something then about status and even if it I'm, I'm, I know what you mean and even if it was about not about status but even if it is this status this status as a person what we just said about role model and I, well, I know what you mean when you say status. I, I'm kind of thinking the other way. I'm thinking outside the box. I'm thinking, well, that's a brilliant platform for to them as role models, as as a photographer, as because my as a photographer, 
What have I gone through? Or what have I gone through? What is, what is, what, how, who can learn from me? Who can be a photographer? Do you, who can be a videographer if they don't want to be a, a photographer? Who can be a rapper? Or if you're not a rapper, then who can be a singer? How can I inspire, use this platform and my status in, in life to, 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 for other men to come and, um, and then what you'll find as well, you know, and you'll find that women will start to watch, will be watching, and start to understand. They will start to so men, men and women start to understand each other more about where, because quite often, it's not until we get a group of people to speak, and somebody listens in from the outside. You know, sometimes we um, say that thing is, I wish I could be a fly on the wall to listen to what they're saying. You know that 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 flying. Mm, yes, yes, yes. It, it's that thing, and quite often we don't get these conversations out there. These conversations that we have between ourselves as men or women or or whatever, and we don't get those conversations out there. And it's not until you put put it on a platform and people go, "All oh, right, I didn't realise that you were going through that. I didn't know men did this, or I didn't know women, you know, thought like this." I I had I had this conversation with my partner was feeling and I was talking about what I just told you, you know, man mental has what the pressure that being a man has. Yeah. I mean I work with both genders obviously I'm biased because I'm a man because I can only feel what men feel. Yeah. But I was telling her about, you know, the, the man that I meet and the pressure that they feel in society because they are men. And she turned around and she said, Do you feel this pressure? And I'm like, of course I do. And she's a person that knows me quite well. Yeah. But for her, because of what I do, because of my personality, because I'm a privileged white man, you know, yeah, yeah. people feel that oh, he has no issues, you know, he, he doesn't feel pressure. Yeah. He can just go and do podcasts and do whatever yeah, yeah. he's doing with no pressure at all. So even that helped me, you know, and helped her realize that this guy goes through things too. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that. It normalizes the idea that you can still be a man up, but still have emotions. Yes. Talk about them, you yeah. know. And in in being vulnerable, this is what I want to bring to this. In being vulnerable, you are being a better man. Yeah. Because if you can be strong enough, have a strong core and be able to be naked in front of your partner and be vulnerable with your partner, that's a very big risk you're yeah, yeah. taking. And it takes balls to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As opposed to playing it cool, suffering in silence, but trying to give the impression yeah. that you're not hurting, you're not jealous, you don't care. It takes much more energy to show that you don't care and then suffer in silence than being naked and emotionally yeah, naked yeah. in front of your woman, partner, and say, this is why and this is how I feel. But it takes more guts, because you're being more vulnerable, meaning you're putting more of yourself on the table. Yeah. You're investing more. Yeah. You're investing more in who you are, in your goal, in your relationships. And then you're risking more, right? Yeah. And this is what I want to bring to this group. Yeah. The idea that to be a better man, it's very important to be more one with the other, you know? Yeah. 
obviously choosing who you bring vulnerable. Yeah, it's, and that's and that's again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on. Go, was kind of mention that as well as a man. Um, it's, it's the funny thing is there is that, and when I say the word funny, I don't use I don't mean funny as in haha. I mean just it's, I use it as a phrase. Is that the very fact that she she knows you well? You said she knows you well, and then she still and she asked you. And she so that means that you said and again is like you said is that we I'm not saying men should be like women and we should need to talk. We need to talk in you know. You know, like the way women do. Women do. But we need to have our, some some sort of space, people that we can trust. Um, and you know, like I say, she even asked you. So that means, even though she knew you well, she didn't still didn't see that. See, there's so many facets to human being. There's so many yes. parts to us that even things like, and that might not be you. It might not be a fault. It might be a fault because she doesn't know it. You might not have given her that impression. You might not have said. You might. I mean, there might not have been a moment where you had to say, "Oh well, I feel like this," or "I feel like that." You just get on with your life, and it's not until something comes up that you say it, and then she goes, "Oh, do you feel like that?" Um, oh yeah, I do. But sometimes we think it's obvious. For we think it's obvious, but it's not. It's not obvious because. We haven't. Sometimes we don't show it as men. We don't show that size, certain size to us. Um, so I think it's very important that you're doing that because to get a group of men together. How are you finding um, getting the? You know, you said you've got people coming in. Are you finding that men are are starting to open up more, or the, or the kind of a bit holding back, still holding back, and the, the ego? I, I think I think to start with, you know. And that, that's why I always start with who I am and where I'm coming from, my fears. Yeah. Because I find that with men, one of us needs to be vulnerable. Yeah. And then it's more accepted. You know, I, I think there's this pack mentality in men. Right? Yeah. When you get a group of men together, if they're competing, then they're not going to be vulnerable because their target is to compete. But if you create the safe space where you show that it's okay to talk about emotions, I am talking about emotions, you know, then they will start opening up. There are others who might need, you know, to be pulled aside and have a chat one-on-one because they feel safer talking one-to-one. But what I find interesting is that when men are doing something else, they are more willing to talk. So, so when you tell men, let's sit down and talk, they might struggle with that. But if they're cutting logs and talking, yeah, yeah. conversation comes out easy. Yeah, slows. Yeah. yeah, and you and you spoke of it being a, a like a a retreat. So if you can let the listeners know, because sometimes um, we have these we we men will go oh a retreat. You know, if it's a certain, if it's a certain type of man, <laughs> gosh, dare I say, it, certain men will go, oh, retreat, and they go, oh, yeah, is it yoga or is it, you know, this? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That's what happens. I'm, I'm speaking. I even me as a man, I don't. I'm quite open, and my mind isn't thing. But I know how other men will because I've got friends. You know what? You know what? My favorite part of the weekend is 
we have a whiskey mindfulness session. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to a mindfulness training course? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, so and I've been on training of mindfulness courses, and I've also been to whiskey tasting. Yeah. And I've realized that they're the same thing. Same, it's the same, yeah. Because it is. It is very similar. Because yeah. it's one thing opening a bottle of whiskey and just getting drunk with it, and there is another opening a bottle of whiskey, smelling it, tasting it, and savoring it, and that is mindfulness. So what we're doing is we're getting a good bottle of whiskey. We're getting one of the major suppliers of whiskey in Malta, an expert in, in whiskey tasting, and he's giving us a session of whiskey tasting. Mm. And whilst we're, we're learning about the whiskey, enjoying the palate and, and, and the taste and the history of the whiskey, that's when we're going to talk about life and sex and yeah. everything else being done in the same way. Yeah. I can have sex with multiple partners over a weekend, but I can enjoy some love making or sex. Yeah. With a person where I'm savoring the moment, yeah, yeah. I can and I I can spend 150 euro on a meal and just stuff my face with it, or I can sit down and enjoy an cheese You know, and it is about this. So what we're doing is we're adapting certain concepts, but to a more fun, relaxed, practical way. So we're getting this ex-marine who's teaching us about survival. How to light a fire without a match. How to make tools without actually having tools with logs and all that. And when he's teaching us this, what we're learning is that the same way that we're using the tree to make tools with, we can look into ourselves when we feel stuck and we feel that we have no tools for the job. Look in within ourselves and see what resources we have already and transfer those skills to the situation that we have in front of us. Which I think is the same thing, no? Yeah. So this marine guy is going to teach us how to use flint, how to use log to light a fire. If I'm in a situation where I'm faced by a new job because I, I, I was made redundant, what I can do is look into skills that I've learned from that job, change my CV around, and see how I can transfer those skills onto the job that I'm applying for. Yeah. So, so this is the idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. That we will all live through different experiences and then see how we can learn from such an experience for our mental and physical and intellectual health. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's, I was just thinking then again, another thing is, because when you start speaking, I start, start to think, and I was thinking then, Right, we laughed earlier. We laughed earlier about crochet, but then yoga, but but and yoga, crochet, yoga. But then there's nothing. In a sense, you could have that. You could have that man come and do, um, get them to learn how to sew if they rip the trousers. Do you see what I mean? And and it would be a fun thing to do. And we laugh, but those things could be um, something that they could get the teeth into or whatever whilst you know you know whilst sipping whiskey or whatever and it, it, and it, it is about being independent yes yeah, I, I was laughing it's a pity i'm not at home because i would show you because I, I bought a jacket for my dog and yeah. it was getting cold for him yeah. and it got torn and i tried to 
but eventually yeah. you can start giving options. Yeah. No? You have crochet, yoga and something else. And you need to choose yeah, one of yeah. them. Yeah. And how does it make you feel having to choose one of them? Yeah. And how did you feel, you know, doing that? Yeah, and sometimes you might, and also sometimes you might want, to, you might bring them on, and and you might just go right on this day we're going to do this, and it's a, and a completely, do you know what I mean? It's completely out of the company. Yes, yes. And, and you you look at the dynamics of people, and if they feel, you know, if they feel one way or another, and you know, and and it's 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 a brilliant tool because when I worked with young um, adults, boys, men. And young men, and some of them, you know, some of the guys who are, who, who, we, we look at them as, you know, they carry guns and all that sort of stuff, and, you know, they, they, they won't hesitate, don't hesitate to, to, to take you out or, you know, have a fight with you or something like that. They wouldn't hesitate to do it, I mean, literally. And, the, and you can see that there's anger in them, but that, there must be something that's, why have you got that anger? Where does that come from? Is it that you're not loved, or you know, is is it, is a role model missing? Quite often, it's a role model that's missing. So what happens is, yes. you take them out. Your, you know, I've taken, I've taken some of them out of their comfort zone to the point where, you know, they're gone. To, they're looking at me and thinking, you know, what you're doing, you know, you know. But I'm not, you know, I'm not phased by it. I'm not phased by you doing what you're doing. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to, I'm. This is either going to break you or break me <laughs> literally or, or it's and I know that it's going to work because I can see the vulnerability in you as a as a young man with all the bravado I can see that you're vulnerable and and you, sh- you may be struggling with and still and still respect you yes I can see the vulnerability in you and still respect yes. you as an equal as a, as a which I think a lot of men are scared of that yeah that if I show my vulnerability, especially with other men, I'll lose their respect. They'll think of me as a lesser man. When really and truly, as we're both saying, it takes walls, you know, to Yeah, exactly. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, what what how how are things what how are things for you looking forward? You know, you've got the project, um, there's you know, people Coming forward, you got your, your business is ramping up. Have you? Is, has mm-hmm. everything been online now, or are you still? Are you doing face to face? And we, we gave we gave the therapists an option. You know that they can choose if they want to work online, face to face, or both. Yeah. We obviously made the space safer as much as possible. Yeah. Windows or open, keeping the, the windows open, sanitizers, masks, uh, masks, and all that. But I, I, I think that people work better when they are in charge of the situation. Yeah. So I don't want to push anyone in any direction that they don't feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's therapy, because we need the professional to feel comfortable. Obviously, doc- well, doctors are doing telehealth, which is online as well, yeah. or come, come to the clinic. Yeah. So we have both. I think, I think very steadily, I want to enjoy this new project now yeah. and what comes with it and invest more on my health and my mental health. I think 2020, I want to end 2020 by um, giving myself the gift of time. 
Yeah. I want to give more time to myself to be able to enjoy the people around me, enjoy the nature that there is locally, and enjoy myself as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm already I'm already working on it, so I I'm visiting my parents more. I'm making sure that I spend time with very close friends and with my partner and my dog, you know. And even my partners at work, you know, we organize team building between yeah, the yeah, three yeah. of us and for management. So I want to give myself the gift of time. Hopefully, 2021 will be more of that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to start shooting. Yeah, and there's something that you've said there was is kind of before we kind of bring this to a close in a sense. Something that you said there, which has kind of made me. I mean, I've been thinking about it for a while, but it's made me even more um, think about it more is that I'm here alone. I'm here in Qatar, I'm, in, I'm alone. Um, and, you know, it's a very family orientated place. Very, it's very, very, there's not, not many single people here or whatever. And I've quite, you know, even through this, I've questioned myself, you know, do I hear, am I here? Why am I here? Yes, the weather. My family's back in the UK. My friends are in the UK. And I'm kind of thinking, do I go back? You know, next year, when, when this, when I've, you know, by, the, by June, do I go back? And you've kind of said something there that's made me realize that I mean, maybe that is, that's what's important, isn't it? Family, friends, just even through times of like this struggle or times of strife, we need people around us to kind of help us with our mental health, and that's what we've been saying. That's what we've been saying anyway through the mental, through the podcast is is connection with people, and and here I am alone. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And I, yes, yes, yes. And I can see you shaking your head. And yes, and and you kind of, you know, you've kind of now inspired me to think. You know what? Maybe it's time for me to to leave here and and you know, no matter how things. Or happening in the UK or whatever, I need to be around my family, my mum, and everybody else. So yeah, that's um, that's a that's a good thing for that. Just before you go, so on your on your way to the UK, you need to stop by Malta. Yes, I will. I will. I will. I've been wanting to go. Like I told you before, I've been wanting to go to Malta for years. Like I say, my friend, years and years ago, he, he was he played football there. He played for one of the teams there, and he always said to me to come over, to come over. Um, I think he played for a couple of seasons there. Um, and he always wanted me to come away. He's from Trinidad, and um, he, he loved Malta. Absolutely, he said he absolutely. It was, it was people loved him, and it was it was fantastic there, um, the weather and everything like that. So yeah, um, yeah, I definitely want to come over. So thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. And before you go, before you go, kind of just big yourself up, big the the project up. Tell them when it's been launched. You've said it before. Um, where can you be found? Everything. So go on, go on the website menupmulta.com yeah. and that's where you'll find blogs, experiences from different men and it's a space where you can be vulnerable and you can learn more about how to become a better version of yourself. Menupmulta.com Fantastic. And where can you be found for you as a as a, as a, even if you want to be found because I know you're trying to find some things for you, you're trying to have more me time <laughs> where can you be found? <laughs> <laughs> well you can write counsellor Matthew Bertolo on Facebook yeah. or a website which is willingness.com.mt 
Yeah, and I hope I hope I haven't um, hope I haven't, <laughs> hope I haven't um, stuffed up your your me time. <laughs> all of a sudden you're gonna get no, you're gonna get all these not people you're gonna get all these people. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my me time? All that. Well, you know what? You know what? Sometimes it's refreshing to yeah, be yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, well, yeah. thanks for coming on. Um, and we, yeah, like I say we 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 kind of lost touch a bit because of, of things that are happening. But yeah, definitely want definitely need to keep in touch because it, um, it's been fun again. So yes. thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks. That was men are nuts. Speak to you soon.